The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Might Be Brews. We are the podcast where we invite you to join us as we explore the people, places, and brews of the craft beer world. Listen, I am not a hoppy floppy or one of the other awesome Instagram beer pages, but please, we put a lot of work into it. Give us a follow on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We are at Might Be Brews. Also, check out the website, mbnnetwork.com. It's never been easier to find your favorite podcast. There, you got links to all the streaming platforms, all the shows. If you like us and, che- and enjoy our show, check out one of the other shows. Uh, our direct link is mbnnetwork.com slash brews. So let's go around the table and introduce everybody. My name is John, and across from me, my buddy Steve. How you doing, Steve? Welcome to the season finale. The season finale. <laughs> I thought I was told the buzzer was going away, but yes. every show I turn on, special occasions. Special I'm a big fan of the buzzer. I'm a big fan of the buzzer. And behind the board, the producer man, my brother Taylor. How you doing, man? What's up, everybody? And we have a very special guest for our season finale. We have the guys from uh, Downingtown Locals, from East Branch and uh, Station Tap Room, Bottle Room. Sean, how you doing, Sean? Let's start with you. I'm good. What's going on? And uh, Dylan, how you doing? Hello, guys. And Gov, what's going on? Not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to forget, so we might as well start with it. Let's crack a beer. Would you mind grabbing a, uh, I guess we're going to start with a Kolsch here. We're going to start with you guys. You guys, obviously, since you're the guest, brought a bunch of beers for us. So we're super pumped. Um, Sir, super Bach. pumped indeed. Awesome, awesome beer. This is one of our favorites uh, from you guys. Thank you. Steve, this is a special beer to you. So I've talked about this on the podcast a couple of times, but this was my Super Bowl beer. Oh. I specifically wanted, I, I was very worried about the day. I specifically wanted a beer that was a little lower in alcohol. Because I didn't want to be bombed, and I knew that would be very easy to do on Super Bowl day. So I had a four-pack of Durbach. I limited myself. I was not allowed to start drinking until 5 o'clock, and then I was only allowed to have one beer before game time. So I had my Durbach. It went down very quickly. I had my second one <laughs> during the game, and I was so tense watching the game that I never opened another one until after halftime. <laughs> and then I had one more in the second half, and then my first victory beer was the Durbach. Oh, Very cool. Awesome. That's awesome. Very cool. All right, guys, let's put Cheers. them up. Cheers, Cheers. everybody. Thank yeah. you guys for being Thanks, here. Yeah, thank you for thank being you here. For appreciate you guys. All right, um, Gov, if you want to swing the microphone over there, I'm probably going to start with Ooh. you and uh, and ask you some questions. So first off, thanks for uh, for hanging out and joining us and bringing some beers along. Yeah, it's an uh, it's an honor. So I, I guess I want to start off by um, by saying that. Even though we, we've been doing this podcast for a while, I've been friends with you guys for a good while. And I actually classify you guys as some pretty special friends because I feel like I knew you before all this. And now I have this wildly successful podcast and all this fame and you guys uh-huh. you guys uh-huh. still treat me the same. Yeah. So that's really special. And I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, it's nice of you to stop your Bentley <laughs> when you're driving by just to wave yeah. to us. So, <laughs> we do appreciate that. Quite a bit. No, but, but in all seriousness, man, um, we, we met playing softball like way before I was even into craft beer. So it's kind of crazy 
how everything kind of came around this way and we're heavy into craft beer and do this show and you guys are involved with your own brewery now and stuff like that so um i don't know it's really cool yeah it's really really cool it really is uh, all all roads lead to beer <laughs> as they should yeah and like we always say the coolest thing about beer is the community that comes with it so um it's really really cool so i, I just want to start off and i guess get to know you guys a bit uh for the listeners um gov what did you do before you were a brewer uh well john i was an auto mechanic for uh better part of 10 years really i suppose uh yeah was that like right out of at a high school or college or whatever? You just started. Was, I was in college for fine art, didn't finish. Right. Uh, and yeah, I had uh, a few friends I skateboarded with. Uh, the one guy's dad owned a shop, Andy's Auto Repair. Okay. Right there in Downingtown or Downingtown. Downingtown. Okay. Yeah, right next to the Turkey Hill. And uh, I thought it would be cool to learn, you know, a few things about fixing cars and that nice. kind of stuff. And yeah. So at that time when you were working on cars, were you a fan of craft beer? Were you drinking craft beers? And, you know, what, how did you first like, what was your like your first experience where like you had a beer and you were like, wow, this is so much, you know, better than, uh, you know, a Miller Lite or whatever you want to call it. I can, I can actually trace that almost to the day and the game. Uh, this would have been, oof, I was with Sean here out in California visiting my sister and God, this was World Cup. Two, was it 2000 Sean maybe right around there yeah work backwards in any case uh my sister was like yeah we're going to work it's eight o'clock in the morning we're watching soccer she's like there's a bottle of Belvedere in the freezer and Sierra Nevada pale ale okay in the nice. fridge <laughs> and yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they're like help yourself and that's that's kind of I had I'd been into craft beer uh Sean and I and our, our buddy Andrew, um, but yeah, that was kind of the the first time where that was that was what you're drinking. You're done that Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. You grab another Sierra Nevada Pale Ale because you're in Southern California. Sure. So um, that's I guess that's kind of what broke me. If that's I don't know if that's the right <laughs> yeah, word, good. But, <laughs> but there was there was really no no turning back from that. Um, <laughs> no, I hear you. Uh, uh, so you know you brewed a while for victory how long were you with them uh just under 10 years i guess nine and three quarters or so however you want to break it down so you were a part of the transition when they opened up the parksburg facility yes sir so what was that like you know going from you know uh, maybe a smaller setup to going to something huge like that uh it was it was quite a change at that at that point in time i was i had settled into the role of of covering cellar operations so fermentation monitoring and filtration dry hopping all of that kind of stuff so i i kind of had my my own little niche there um so it was basically taking that and and doing it on a much larger scale um so it was it was quite a change i mean we're going from you know 400 barrel tanks to thousand barrel tanks and two centrifuges and double filters and just uh, it was quite an undertaking and i'm i'm glad i i only had to worry about the one part because if if it was the whole thing i i would have lost my mind yeah the, it, was a, it was a lot of work a lot of pipes a lot of beer sure a lot of room for error so, so 
now that you're at East Branch, what's the the difference there as far as I mean, I'm just imagining as you're saying that, that now you're brewing the whole beer, right? Yeah. Like I, you're doing the whole process where there you just had like, yeah. you know, your your spot or your part of the process. Yes. So that's start, pretty neat, right? Yeah. I, I get to do it start to finish, which is fun, uh, sometimes stressful, uh, but we've got a good group of people and, you know, we, we, uh, we collaborate on recipes and, you know, uh, I need help doing things around the brewery. Dylan, Dylan jumps in if he's not too busy running our restaurant. And so it's, it's a, we run a lean ship, but we, uh, we get the job done. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, this beer is incredible. Thank you. <laughs> we got to circle back yeah. and rate the beers. This Durbach is really good. I would drink this every day. You know, I, I'm part of the reason we were really excited to have you guys on is I feel like when I came into craft beer, I've told this story before, <laughs> And Sean actually had my first craft beer experience at Station Tap Room with a sculpin on tap. My buddy went there for Hop Slam. You guys had the cans in the in the back cooler there. So um, so sculpin's the kind of thing that. And so I ca- I came in on hoppy IPAs, and that was kind of how I came into the whole craft beer thing. And I'm just now starting to go back and um and and appreciate the the traditional styles of the. Uh, the loggers and pilsners and things. But I remember you talking about how much you liked their Bach, I think Steve yep. and, uh, and went in and had one. And uh, it's just, it's just crazy that I feel like I've been missing this style of beer and just how amazing this beer is in particular. This is I, I, when I describe this beer, there's not another beer that makes me want to take another sip as this one does. It's like, as soon as I finish drinking it, I want another sip of it. A lot of the IPAs and that kind of stuff. It's, you enjoy it, but it's almost beating you over the head. This one just, I, I got to have another sip. I got to go back. I got to go back. I got to get in there. Yeah, I love that description because that, that's exactly right. It's just so drinkable. It draws you in more. I agree. It's crisp. It's clean. It's refreshing. It's magnificent. Just a little little, little touch of hop bite at the end just yeah. Yeah. to kind of like, dry things yep. out. And it's, it's just, yeah, I like beer to be refreshing. You know, at the end of the day, I want to I want to slam back a few of these. Yeah. And, you know, it's this beard is good like that. So. so for for the listeners that may not be too familiar with Kolsch's, it's it's an ale basically mm-hmm. that drinks like a Pilsner or lager to me. Yeah, it's uh, native to the city of Cologne in Germany. Um, it was basically northern part of Germany's response to the southern part of Germany with their their Hellas and their their Pilsners and that kind of thing. So it's it's ingredient wise it's it's almost the same in terms of uh malt and and hops that you would find in any number of traditional german beers um but it is an ale strain but it's an ale strain that's fermented slightly cooler than your standard ale strain but not as cool as a lager hmm. and then when fermentation is through it it you you age it we try to age our stuff for at least a month Okay. Cold before putting it out. Uh, longer the better, but sometimes we don't have that luxury. But four weeks is is our minimum. That's what we like to see on our our lagers and uh, and this Kolsch. Um, yeah, it's it's. Sean can probably comment on this a little more if you want to circle back later. But he's he was just out in Cologne. Uh, it was what, last summer. Wow. Uh, but this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's Sean. 
So I went uh, with Carrie Watson, who's the uh, general manager at um, Bottle Room. <clears throat> and we went out of our way to go to Cologne, like throw four, four hours out of our way because we love Kolsch. And it was, it was awesome because we get there and like everybody's, you know, everybody thinks of Germany as like these big mugs and, and, and spilling beer and girls wearing leader hose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you go to these places and they give you these tiny little dainty glasses and, <laughs> and, and you look around like, oh, I'm not really, I mean, this is delicious, but I don't know. I'm not really going to get a buzz. Right. And before you know it, you're loaded, you're singing. <laughs> and, and it's exactly what you said. It's that every sip you take, you just, it's not enough. It's not quite enough. It's refreshing. And then, you know, it leaves you wanting more. And before you know it, you've had plenty. It makes for a great night and not such a bad morning. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Sure. So I, I, it, to me, it's probably my favorite style. And I think this is my favorite um, my favorite that I've had in stateside. It was just perfect. When, when Kevin first brewed this, it was, we all flipped out like, Jesus, this is such a special beer. And we've been able to brew it over and Kevin's been able to brew it over and over and over successfully. And, and it's become a a huge seller for, for East branch. That's awesome. I I just um, can't get over, I I guess I'm going to rate it. And I think what's crazy about it is that it's not a style that I usually would go for. I usually, if you talked to me a couple of years ago, I would be like, I don't really go for Pilsners, lagers, things like that. And it's not my style. And, and I wouldn't even be able to fairly rate it. But have it, when I had this beer the first time, and this is bringing the same, the same feelings back, is like, this is not a style that I usually would go for. And because it's so good and surprises me, I think it like just enhances that experience. That it's like it's a beer that I'm not expecting to like, but it's just so effing good. But um, I'm gonna give it a four. We we do untapped, kind of like you know, point uh, what do we do? Point two five increments. Point two five. One two five. Got to have it. I, I go four seven five. It's it's one of my favorite beers to get locally. As a Kolsch, I I don't know of a better Kolsch. I've never been to Germany, so I got to leave that point two five just in case I get over there. But it's <laughs> it's an excellent beer that I suggest to as many different people as I as I can. I love it. Taylor, what do you think? I'm gonna go four seven five on this as well. You love this beer, I do. I I swear I would drink this every day. This is right up my alley. Like so many of the beers that I drink on this show, it's kind of like oh, I wonder if Taylor's gonna like it. I don't know. This is everything that I like about beer or that I liked about beer prior, prior to doing the show. Um, like I said, light, crisp, refreshing, wonderful. So, Four, seven, five. So for you guys, Taylor was not into craft beer before we started this podcast. So we've kind of taken the, we've kind of taken him under the wing. He's like our little, <laughs> little baby bird that we're feeding <laughs> craft beer. Cause I've always said that I, anybody that gets introduced to craft beer the right way will like it. There's nobody out there that's that I've given beers to in the right order. You can't slam them over top of the head with the hoppiest thing you can find for their first beer and expect them to get into it. But anybody that you bring about the right way is going to get into craft beer. I really like that approach, especially because you're supposed to know everything about everything before doing a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> right. You strayed from that a little bit. Right. I think that's pretty cool. Well, and also it helps too for like people out there that don't get into craft beer like me, um, they have a representation here. You know, somebody who kind of is speaking 
on their terms a little bit. I also think there's a huge significance in that you're you're a beer geek, you love beer, and you're not, and you both rated it the same. And I think that is what makes it a perfect beer. It crosses. It good call. Checks all, checks yeah, a lot of boxes. That's a very good point. Yeah, absolutely. Don't get it twisted. Taylor's pretty much there already. I yeah, I'm out there getting mixed. Much them. I'm getting mixed six packs and stuff now. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. My wife is even into it a little <laughs> so bit. So you're you're ruined. Uh, <laughs> little, I'm getting there. See, I have to like slow down because then what's the point of me being here? Because yeah. then, then I'm just like everybody else. You're gonna work so. your way out of it. Yeah. We're gonna have to get somebody else that doesn't like beer as a we'll, we'll, co-host. We'll bring my wife Jackie on. She's she's but she's getting there with me too because like she yeah. wasn't into it either. And then we went out and got a mixed six pack. I was like, just find a cool label. Let's try it. I don't know. <laughs> when, when I first got into beer, it was labels and names. Yeah, I was not above yeah. trying a beer just because it had a cool name or a cool label. Yeah. This is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing it. Fantastic. All right, Dylan, let's uh, let's get to know you a little bit. Um, so I know you from softball days also. Right on, man. And uh, it kind of drives me crazy that over the past few years, every time I see you around in Bottle Room or Tap Room or East Branch, you just don't really acknowledge me or recognize me. It was <laughs> kind of weird up until like yesterday. You were like, John Wilcox? Like, yeah, that's me. You figured out why, though, because I didn't recognize you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've put on probably 50 pounds, and I think I used to have like a real sweet chin strap, you know, beard thing going on back then. And now I kind of have a more full beard. Were but you? Yeah, I think those were the days. Yeah. 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 Were you like 98 degrees? Was oh, that yeah. You? Big time. Look at you. Big time. Absolutely. Both of us. I, his was a little bit more well-kempt. Mine was bigger. Yeah. 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 You always had like a more of an Abe Lincoln type where but I was more like. Yeah. I was more going for like an NSYNC. Uh, not that I'm like a big, huge NSYNC fan, but I'm going to dig myself in a hole I can't get out of. Oh, I was, I'm just <laughs> watching you do it. <laughs> we were bye, bye, bye. Softball. Just do it. But Dylan, I. I mean, we haven't talked or prepped about this at all, but I mean, I think you were, you had a landscaping business, right? Before uh, you yeah, got an right. East Branch. And then did you, uh, did you just like have to give that all up and, and just invest everything into getting this started? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So what, what was that like? Like, what was, I guess what I always think of is like this craft beer world now, all these breweries opening, there's so much competition, like how how can you be so sure that it's like a good move to do it and, and, and all that? Like if it feels like you're putting everything on the line, you know what I mean? I completely did. Yeah. Uh, I sold a house. I sold my business. Uh, but the, the reason that, uh, I went forward, like I did as soon as we decided that this was something that we wanted to do, like the day that that happened, everything fell into place perfectly it just felt like it was like an omen or something like all these things happened at once and you're like it just makes sense like it's it wasn't even in that, that direction it everything was great everything wow. worked out great and and has since um i mean there are struggles with every new business of course sure um but we've been really lucky we have awesome people awesome support everywhere the local breweries that we hit up for for help or ingredients or whatever everybody's been great that's awesome yeah Gov, I want to ask you, um, being the brewer, you know, we keep seeing all of these, um, you know, what, what, what seems to be really popular. You see people in Massachusetts and Vermont and people are lining up for hours for these hazy New England IPAs with lactose condition on mangoes and whatever. And, and look, I've had a lot of beers like that and I really enjoy them, but that doesn't seem to be what you're going after. 
Yeah, it's it's just not really our thing. And it's really just as simple as that. Um, and from the very start, we knew we were working towards having a restaurant, a place to showcase our beer along along with, you know, really great food. And we we just want to have somebody or something for everybody who walks through that door. Uh, people who don't like beer, people who maybe drink nothing but hazy stuff. We have a our haze inspired. I'm doing air quotes on that. <laughs> um, uh, all the way down to like this this Kolsch, which is super approachable. Um, you know, it, you change a Coors Light drinker's mind with this beer. I yeah, think I can see uh, that. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yes. And that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> That's just kind of been our, our MO the whole time is just is just having just just being well versed, you know, and just sure. and, and being able to say what do you like? What what wine do you like? Oh, do you like liquor? You know, maybe try this beer and and that and oh you're ordering this dish from our, our restaurant goes really well with this beer. Um, right. and just and just having just just being well wound well rounded. Um I think is, is, is kind of what we're after. And for me, uh, brewing these beers, I just, it, it keeps me interested instead of just dumping a bunch of hops in the kettle every other day. Um, just, just playing around with these recipes, uh, these beers that maybe people have forgotten about and, and, you know, you can't argue with 600 years of of brewing tradition in, in Germany. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's, um, I guess I, the longer the longer that I've been in this uh, and the more exposure I've gotten and talked to people who have really been into like in the industry or into craft beer, I kind of get the feeling that you guys are like the craft beer guys beer. You know what I mean? That like, of course, there's all these crazy new fads and things like that, but people are going to come back to this. And I kind of hope that that's like what it is. And, and, the, and the people that I know that are really deep into it really appreciate your guys and what you're doing because it's like the traditional styles like i i'd I'd have to bring up um our buddy devin mack yeah like he's just he raves about you guys and he um i think he said he's had every single beer that you've ever had on tap yeah which is he told me uh when we opened uh he came and tried all of our original offerings but he said the first time we had a new one out uh, he said i will be here every single time you guys put a new beer out because yep. I'm going to drink every single one of them. Yeah. I think that's awesome. That is cool. But it's neat that a guy like that, who I've kind of looked up to for um, like, he, he, you know, pointed me in the right direction, came to a lot of the bottle shares I used to host and, and kind of like um, helped me figure out what I was into that, that he just like comes back to you guys every time. Like they are the perfect brewery and every beer they put out is awesome. So but I don't know. I just think that's really neat. And it's interesting to hear that you're sticking with the traditional styles instead of like going after, what's uh what's popular yeah i mean it's 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 been working it's not to say that we'll never make a hazier ipa than we already make <laughs> but i i think we it's we got a really nice draft list and it's you know there's only three ipas out of 12 beers uh and wow. no no other variety is doubled up so i mean you've got let's let's do the math that's 10 10 varieties yeah. of beer in there 10 That's different awesome. styles, you know, lagers and ales. 
And, and that's what I look for in a brewery. I'm going to be heading down to Tampa here at the end of the month for a wedding, and I've never been there, but that'll be what I look for, a brewery with diversity to it. I don't want to go to a brewery with six IPAs and, and one no, stout. definitely not. <coughs> Do you mind grabbing another beer there? Yeah, behind you and um, John's thirsty. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. We got to keep we, things moving what along. What do you want to do next? Do you want to do the lager in, or the alt? I said we go into the into the uh, the Hellas. Yeah, let's do that. Is this uh, the Pat Shannon? The Pat Shannon beer. This is the Pat Shannon beer. I don't know who Pat Shannon is. Pat Shannon was uh, played softball with us as well, and he had a pretty popular hardcore band back. And I don't know, it was probably before. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. They're, they're still around. Yeah, every now and then they'll, they'll get together they'll, for like a reunion up, show. Yeah. That's awesome. But um Dylan, you being the uh being more involved with like running the business and stuff, I guess, what is it like? Like how important was it to have a restaurant involved and not just be like a brew pub? Uh well, before the restaurant opened, which we're coming up on a year now, uh before it opened we had food trucks, which yep. were a nightmare. <laughs> Oh, really? They're just like yeah. difficult to coordinate and yeah. Yeah. And they just don't, don't show up, right? Sometimes. <laughs> I, I don't get me that. wrong. Some of them were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Some of them were great. Some of them showed up when they said, you yep. know, and so on. Uh, but it was pretty hard. So was it part of the original plan to have a restaurant? Or was it kind of like. The road, yes. Okay. And I was, I was pushing for food trucks in the beginning because I loved them so much. Sure. So yeah. then it became my job to schedule them. <laughs> right are you sure yes well yep. then then it's on you yep uh so i earned that headache and it was good it served me well i mean i i don't know much i'm not like i don't consider myself a foodie or not but i guess just appreciating good beer and when you see the food that you guys are putting out i feel like it's kind of on the same level like Thank i don't you. know who the chef is or or what's going on there but i mean shit i remember going in and having um one of the first things I had was brisket noodles. Yeah, they're fantastic. That is just like an incredible dish. It's a struggle for me not to eat those every yeah. single day of my life. <laughs> even even when they were closed and the kitchen isn't there, we make them. You know, we make them ourselves. That's awesome. They're awesome. But um, I know, like brisket seems to be heavily on the menu. You've got some fried chicken stuff. Um, we have the best brisket around. Yeah. USDA Prime. You can't get that. It's awesome. That's neat because I don't think there's a lot of brisket around in general. Like right. you know, there's not a lot of I don't know a lot of barbecue places or or places that you can really even get good brisket. It's few and far between up here in the north. Yeah, we'll put it up against anybody in yeah. a fun way, but ours is is the best. So I've never been to East Branch, but I need to go like right after we're done this. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah brisket and beer, like sign me up. If you should ask for a this. crowler of brisket. It's no, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I seriously might. Let me get one for here and one to go, and put then it in a the crowler of beer. Room. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's no burger from Longhorn, but it's, <laughs> it's pretty tasty. That's hilarious. I I, re- I really want to try that now and just see like the look on the bartender's face when I'm like, I need a, a crowler of brisket. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Let's um take a sip on this. So what's this one called? All Hells Failed? Is that how you pronounce it? Hellas. Hellas. All Hells Hellas. Failed. So let's get into, uh, and part of me being selfish, wanting to get you guys here is because I don't have enough German beer knowledge. Let's get into Hellas Lager versus Czech Lager versus what, what differentiates those styles? Uh, it's... I, it's it's a lot of 
uh, uh, regionality in Germany, what they had available water wise, right? Uh, it also has to do with the type of yeast they were using, the way they were able to uh, malt their barley. Um, I, I'm blanking on the on the year here, but it was uh, it was actually a German brewmaster who was hired by a Czech brewery um, to come in and and brew what is now known as Pilsner Raquel, um, which translate to original. Pilsner, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, his name is Joseph Grohl. Um, and they had just, it was the Czechs figured out a way to malt their barley without basically burning the crap out of it. Because obviously your, the color of your malt gives you the color of your beer. Sure. Um, and a, they brought this guy in from Bavaria and, and he had been working with, uh, they were at the time they were calling it bottom fermenting yeast. Um, lager yeast um it all it all rises and falls depending on how it's working but uh uh they brought this guy in and and then then it starts getting into the water quality um because uh pilsen has a very soft water um as opposed to let's munich germany um it's not necessarily hard but actually not too different from the water in downingtown that's why uh Ron and Bill uh, kind of set up their brewery there. The uh, water chemistry was very, very similar to the water of in Bavaria, like and Downingtown City water. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Um, we we use. I mean, it doesn't come out of the Brandywine directly, but and it is filtered. We carbon filter uh, all our brewing water and and process water, which is same thing that Victory does. Um, is that kind of like behind the name? East Branch, like just where the water's yep. coming from yep. and all that. That was Sean's idea. I, somebody's idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blaming you. <laughs> this beer is really good as well. Uh, so uh, Hellas in German just means pale. So it's a, a pale lager. Uh, this beer, we use uh, German malt. It's their premium pills. It's their, their highest quality malt. And this beer is actually uh, single decocted. Um which is a, a technique from back in the day when, when they didn't have a good handle on, uh, on temperature control. Um, so decoction is, is basically you, you remove a portion of the mash, you boil it, uh, then reintroduce it to, to the, the original mash to raise your temperature, to, uh, get your sacrification rests, your protein rests, that kind of thing. Um, and it's a little, it's time intensive and energy intensive, but it definitely yields a, much tastier beer yeah this is a very tasty beer and you know i it's crazy just imagining everything that goes into this because as simple of a beer that it it might be compared to when you think about something with all the adjuncts and things it still has like a complexity and a full like evolution of taste throughout the entire thing like up front through the middle up in the back yeah this whole thing's awesome this is as simple and basic as a good quality beer gets and I was one of my, my mentor, former coworker, Adam Bartles, uh, totally changed my mind on this style a number of years ago. Cause it's, it's water, it's Pilsner malt, hops and lager yeast. Like that's, that's it. You can't, you can't get, wow. You can't get any more. I don't want to say basic cause that that's kind of demeaning the style, but it's, but it's, it's as pure 
and and true as as beer can be yeah. in my mind. So now that's coming pretty much straight from the the Germany purity act. I never I never know how to say it. Somebody's gonna have to say it for me. What is it? Ryan Haskabuden. So I think like it's not that it's that simple. <laughs> Honestly, I think I was kind of boiling it down a little bit. Uh-huh, boil. I, I, I think this is the hardest <laughs> kind of beer to brew because there's nowhere to hide. Well, we we've heard that like when Levante was on a couple episodes back, they said they like to go to a brewer or to a different like a new brewery and they'll try their pilsner and their lager because there's really nothing to hide behind and you can really see like how good they are at brewing. Look, you we curse. Yeah, <laughs> you fuck up a Hellas lager. <laughs> don't serve that Hellas lager to a brewer. And that's the truth. Like, I think this this is something that is easy to screw up and really, really hard to hide your flaws if you have any. And and this is, to me, it's one of the perfect styles. I mean, it's literally hard to hide yeah. clarity-wise. Yeah, right? You can read the newspaper through that guy. Yeah, and, and again, when Gov brewed this beer, everybody flipped out. It was just, shit, this is awesome. And then the coolest part is it's named after... A friend of ours band and uh we brew i think what's the story that oh yeah they he, he named a dog after me and i said i want i'm gonna name a pat has a dog named sean mcgettigan he calls it or had may rest in peace sean mcgettigan the dog <laughs> <laughs> that's, what he called. And, that's great uh, oh that's funny I, I i think it was gov's idea we decided we're just gonna we're gonna call that tank Pat Shannon, the tank, <laughs> and the first, the first Hellas that uh, that Gov brewed was in that tank, and then before you knew it, it was all Hellas failed, and it, that's it, awesome. It's amazing. I, I I love this beer. Now I do too. I I gotta say that I mean I, I'm gonna always be honest and and not you know uh, talk shit to you because you're right here. I I like the Kolsch style better. I think. So I like that one a little bit more than this one, but this one's still like if I'm gonna have a lager, I'm probably going for this. It's just it's a fantastic beer. I'm gonna go four with it, same as the last one. I'm gonna go four two five. I would imagine that if it's above ninety degrees, my rating would go higher. Oh yeah, I bet you yeah. during the summertime when it's hot out and I'm grilling some burgers, this is this Slam, is gonna be a go. Slamming a sixteen ounce can, exactly. <laughs> I might drink your straight from hole. the crowler. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. We encourage that. Yeah, this is a four or five for me. It's awesome. it's it's just as uh, refreshing and crisp as the other one, um, but I would drink the 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 Durbach, um, more frequently. I think that's why I would knock it down just a little bit. But this is really delicious. Thank one you. of the better lagers I've ever had for sure. Like and, and like you said, it's crystal clear. It's it's really good flavor. I would drink this frequently i just really feel like i missed out on so much like i just started out with these hazy you know hot bombs and all this stuff and and circling back to beers like this it's just like i, I just i can't believe i've been missing out on this it's, for so long it's refreshing in, yeah in, so good in more way than one absolutely all right guys well look we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll have more with uh, the guys from east branch and station tap room We want to thank everybody for listening to the Might Be News Network. Check us out on mbnnetwork.com. Season finales all coming up next week. Might Be News, Might Be Sports, Relatable Radio. 
We got a new Might Be Tunes coming out with Atomic Credence. Want everybody to check that out. We want to thank everybody that's been listening to the network. We'll be going on a short break. And uh, join us when we come back. Thanks for listening. Back. Welcome back to My B Brews season finale. Season finale. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> it's crazy. We got East Branch here. Steve, wonderful job on the uh, little commercial break there. Thank you, sir. It's a wonderful read. Well done. One cut. One cut. One take, Steve. <laughs> Straight killing it. He just does it live. Yeah, does Every it live. Time. Fuck it. Every time. Um. So, yeah. What, what do we got next? What do we have next? What's getting pushed around? Was this an alt beer? Uh, yeah, this is uh, our Dussel, the Shticka alt, which translates to secret old. What is it? So what makes it an alt beer? Like I've seen places put alt beers on the menu, but like what what does that mean? Uh, alt is German for old. Um, really? Yeah, and alt beers and and even Kolsch to a to a certain degree you find in in the north of uh, Germany, alt specifically in Dusseldorf, uh, and from my understanding, it's it's called alt because it's it's Germany stopped using ale yeast. Okay. So they're making these beers the the old style. Um, hmm. And yeah, I really um, had no idea. I literally thought it was like an alternative beer, like, like a Radio One Hundred Four Five Pearl beer Pearl Jam beer. Like it just was no Doc Martens under there. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this this particular alt beer as uh, a, a Shticka alt, which is like I said, translates to secret. Uh, it was typically brewed like once a year. Okay. It's kind of like a brewer's reserve. They think it originally started um, back when you were weighing out grain in buckets or handfuls. They messed up and made a, a higher gravity alt beer. So what makes it old? Um, Is it like fermented longer? No, it's just old. It's an old style. Old, old style. Yeah. Because okay. you're using it's it's an ale yeast. Actually, this beer is uh, the same same yeast as uh, as Kolsch. Okay. Actually, literally the exact same yeast. Okay at least for these two batches um so they're typically a little a little darker than your normal alt beer uh stronger this one's pushing six percent okay um it's got a bunch of munich malt in it so it's very very malty uh it's got a hot bite to it but it's not it's not over Hmm. the top um delicious i had i had coal sheath that i wanted to use yeah no that's interesting man it's like you're right, because it, it has that same, like, there's a cleanness to it that reminds me of the Kolsch, but you got a little roastiness going mm-hmm. on, a yep. little bit of that hop bite, but nothing's, like, standing out too much, like, whoa, this is a hoppy beer, but yep. everything plays off each other enough that it's just, like, just solid. Yeah, very well-rounded. It's got uh, some rye malt in it and, yeah, some uh, roasted barley for color and just a, a touch of that. It has a flavor has a very pretty color to it it's got a it's definitely a light brown uh, left up if i say uh, I like, like it i like caramely color i like to call it burnished mahogany there you go yeah oh, yeah. Oh. yeah i was gonna be like very unclassy and be like it looks like a yingling who's brown <laughs> uh it's it's filtered uh just like the kolsch and just like the uh hellas we just had um 
is if it's a German style, I'm probably gonna filter it. But, yeah, as you should. Uh, yeah, it's really good. I like it. Like all Dang. these beers are really good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm not even trying to like just because you guys are here. Two, two East no, Lancaster Ave. Straight up, I'm right coming down there. the road. Yeah, I'm coming there because this is really good beer. Over a uh, break, we need to have a uh, podcast uh, hang. Yeah, no doubt. Brisket noodles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should brisket all day. Crowlers and brisket. <laughs> Crowlers and brisket. Crowlers and brisket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crowlers and brisket. Crowlers of this Derbach. <laughs> Wait, maybe we should actually touch on why we're talking about brisket. Do we touch on that? I don't know. What do you mean? Did we? Did we talk about it on the show or off the show? It I was forget. on the show. Shit. It was on the show. I do that all the time. I'm like, <laughs> See, now, I now don't remember excited, what we talk about we, on and off mic. We got no, it was up. on mic. It was. We yeah, got to we open up about. the door to the listeners a little bit. We obviously have discussions, you know, while we're, we're on break. And sometimes we don't remember if we talked about it on air or not. Yeah. No, I, I know. But we definitely mean. talked about the brisket on air. Definitely did. I, I can't wait to try it. I'm going to try it. It's going to happen. It's fantastic. sooner rather than later. We smoke every day for probably 12 hours. Pennsylvania Oak. It's mm. awesome. Me how, too. How many briskets do you do a day? Depends on the day. We'll probably do as many as six. That's a lot of brisket. <laughs> I know. That's a <laughs> lot of brisket. <laughs> Brisket's not easy to do. That's what's crazy is like, I won't do it anymore because I've bought brisket and tried smoking it at home yeah. and it doesn't turn out. And it's like, I just wasted an expensive piece of meat, and now yeah. I have, like, decent roast beef. And also, the stuff you get at the food store is, like, the last. Is it? Yeah, it's kind of okay. like. So, hey, my giant brisket's not on the same exactly. level. Exactly. They're like, hey, this <laughs> should be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're fortunate enough to have good relationships with, with our vendors. And, you know, before you know it, you have the best stuff in there. <laughs> like, I used to smoke stuff from the food store and be like, what the hell? This thing sucks. Yeah, right. But yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have the Angus, the USDA Prime, all that. It's so good. It's so good. Well, Sean, since you're on the mic, I'm going to start talking to you. What? What's your background like before Station Taproom? What were you? What were you doing? Um. So before Station Taproom, I worked at a place called the Drafting Room, which is not far from here. Yeah, right here in Exton. R.I.P. Is Which, it still open? No, it closed. No, right? it closed. It was. Did you right. leave and it just fell to shit? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I think it it got way better after I left. And then, okay. No. That was really one of the original yeah. beer places around here. Yeah. So kind of what Kevin was saying before we got into craft beer a, a long time ago, but our thing with it was it was just about uh, not having enough money to buy the beer that we wanted to buy all the time, which kind of got us into home brewing and all that kind of shit, but. Um, when I first started working at the drafting room, it was, uh, man, it was probably like close to 15, 16 years ago. No, wow. maybe like, maybe longer. I don't know. So I worked there for nine years and, and that's kind of where I fell deep, deep, deeply in love with beer Yeah, and, and food, but beer first, food second. So was that like always a dream? Like while while you're working there, were you thinking like I'm gonna open up my own craft beer bar? Ah, uh, I don't know. I think I think I always made the joke that I wanted to open a bar, but I don't know that I really wanted to. And um, as time went on, I, I think on my honeymoon I went to Europe with um, with my wife for. She I hope went, so. She, she, <laughs> Imagine that. She, she was there. Yeah. 
Um, so we we went all over the place, you know, with we hopped trains and went to all these different breweries and different places, and we talked about opening a place someday and kind of like reliving some of our favorite things as we, you know, as we traveled. And then, you know, I was happy. I was happy bartending and talking about beer, and I made perfectly fine money. I had a family and sure a home and all that kind of crap. But then you start to think about, you know, <laughs> what am I going to be doing 10 years from now or yeah, 20 years from now? And, and bartending is a great gig, but it, you're on your feet. It beats you up. You know, you, you got to talk to people all the time. Sure. So I don't know. Yeah. The, I think, I think I always wanted to open a bar, but it just kind of got thrown on me that, you know, I was like, shit, I gotta, I gotta do something for real. So there, there really wasn't, a craft beer place in Downingtown. No, no, not not even close. I think the closest like craft beer places were like uh, Drafting Room was yep. one of them. The Flying Pig was. And was that Malvern? Malvern. Malvern. Right. I we used to go. Victory probably. No, yeah, I mean yeah. no. I, <laughs> Victory was there. Yeah, uh, but I mean, but it was a brewery. We're talking right. about like craft yeah, beer like bars. Yeah, craft beer bar. Well, the Crossroads. They had a lot of good. <laughs> you guys know uh, the Crossroads. They no? have St. Louis Lager. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there weren't, there was nothing in terms of craft beer bars in Downingtown, but it, it, it was easy to go to Downingtown because of Victory had like laid out, they had like kind of paved the path for the the that blue collar town that those folks would. It was it was easy to say, hey, look, this is an IPA, and they go, is it like Hop Devil? It's like, yeah, kind of. Try it. Sure. Yeah, and then it was it was easy in that way. Like what? I guess like. Why, if you if you had like your experience in Exton with the drafting room and stuff, why would you pick Downingtown? And like, what I mean, we're Downingtown guys, so we're like super excited. But I feel like there's some risk there going into like they don't have anything like this. Hopefully, it's going to work. Well, I think it was it was more stupidity than anything else. Um, when you get so deep into something, you can't see it fail, no matter how many people tell you it's a bad idea. It's a bad location. Um, nobody cares about craft beer. You should you should serve Miller Bud and Coors to make a living. It, you get so wound up in in your dream that there's no there's no failure. Sure, you know? that's not an option. No, and now I look back and I'm like, man, I was so stupid because you know I that's the stuff like uh, the the Well Vodka and the Bud Miller and Coors. That's the stuff that makes a restaurant go right. So it it's. It, I knew I could fall back on that, but I, geez, it's my my one and only try. I'm not gonna fuck it up. And I feel sir. like you did it at the right time. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know. It, it was great timing. It was just one of those things. Like fuck it, you know. Like I remember talking to you about it. I remember you showing me pictures of you and JJ like putting the bar up in the place, like before you guys were open, right? We'd be playing softball, and you were like showing me pictures on your phone. And then you had been open for a while, and I was like, "How's it going?" And you were like, dude, we are so lucky. 3 p.m., the trains start letting out, and we get packed. Yeah, it was Like, good. that's just a great location. It was good. It probably it? doesn't look that way at first, no. being on, like, no. you know, I think about Downingtown. I think about that core section where, like, the DNB Bank, yeah. the McDonald's, you know, whatever pizza place across from McDonald's that never stays yeah. more than, like, a half hour. Yeah. But, like, you guys are on the other end of town. Well, that was that, that, that's part of being stupid, is that I didn't do it. I mean, it, the stupidity worked out, but 
I didn't do it where it would make fucking sense, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I, I, so there was really, when you opened there, there was nothing down that way. No. And it was, it was rough. I mean, Jimmy's bar was there where we are before, um, 10 years before we opened. That was the most recent place in the space. Oh, wow. So it's, it's pretty funny because I, I had been writing this business plan and, and I said, fuck, fuck Downingtown. I want to get out of Downingtown. Uh, I want to move to Vermont or New Hampshire or somewhere up there and open just like a little pub in, you know, like some recovering town, someplace that kind of needs some love. And I drank too much one night at Victory. It was my first time ever <laughs> drinking. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I drank too much and decided I was going to walk home from Victory, which is a good move. And uh, I lived on the other side of town and I stopped like halfway through, looked in the window of this place and it was a shithole. But I just said this is the fucking place are you serious i swear to god dude that sounds like that's i'm sorry but that's like a little romantic like i'm just picturing a movie of like this guy stumbling home drunk like oh look at this place yeah and it just kind of glows a little bit and you're looking in the window like and he saw a chalkboard yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) let let me break the romance for you uh i called the guy the phone number that night when i was drunk no shit (laughs) <laughs> and I called it. I called it again in the morning because I didn't know I called it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's nice. Awesome. Guys, like you must really want this place. You called twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, oh, it, it awesome. was. It was definitely that idea. Like I, I had left high school. It, we, we all, you know, Dylan, Kevin, and I all went to Downingtown. And I'm uh, like the only Coatesville guy here, right? Coatesville. I think so. Just me. Yeah. yeah. So be it. <laughs> so like we, I, I dropped out of high school, and I wanted to get as far away from Downingtown as I possibly could. And uh, if Dil- Dylan and his his family they they bought a house in, in in Downingtown and and I went there and my wife was like see it's not so bad <laughs> and we ended up buying a house there like six months later and and it changed my life and now Downingtown is like everything to me it's it's all my whole life is Downingtown that's amazing yeah so like at what point like what was the decision process and why did you open up Bottle Room um so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I so I I, I kind of was under the assumption that you guys needed like some more space. Yeah, I mean, there's like it, there's like so a little many, overflow, maybe so many parts to it. So I think it started with um, I was put in a position that I was renting the taproom building, and then my landlord said, "Hey, look, I'm going to sell you the building, but you have to buy the building next door." Okay. And we were maxed out in the kitchen um, at the taproom, so we had you know we were prepping in the basement and we were prepping every day for that day's shift. And it was just, that's crazy. I remember that. I remember seeing people walk up with like trays of just like peppers and onions and shit. And it was a ton of labor and it was a ton of, it was everybody that worked there was strong and, and it was just, wow. So, I mean, like the kind of thing where you can't, you can't look at your staff and say, you know, we're gotta, we gotta reward in some way. So when, when we decided or when we decided to buy the buildings, we, knew that we were going to expand the kitchen, expand the kitchen cooler space, get everything on one floor. And then we knew that at that point, almost every night of the week, we were turning guests away. So we wanted a comfortable place for people to wait. We, we knew that the kitchen wasn't big enough to, to handle this, the, you know, this onslaught of like 70 or 80 seats. So we decided bottle room. I met uh, Carrie Watson and I are old friends and, He's the general manager there, and we were talking about this this idea, and and I said this is this is it. You know, I always wanted to own a bottle shop, and 
I don't know about the timing or anything, but it was it was good. And you know, Carrie had left his job and and jumped on on board with us. And before we knew it, it you know, it's been it's almost three years now. We're coming up. On it's been years. that long. Yeah, Carrie's such a good dude. He's awesome. You know, other you know, opposite of Dylan, he remembers me every time I see him and calls me by name. Like as soon as I walk in, he's like, "Hey, John, how's it going?" Honestly, but he's just yeah, a great guy. John he's just not yeah. <laughs> John Wilcox. He he calls everybody John. <laughs> he just guesses every time. You should go to the bottle room with a baseball bat and a baseball hat on and see if I recognize yeah. you. <laughs> like I'm ready for softball. I'm gonna shave into a chin strap yeah. just so Dylan recognizes me. So before we get too far away from the uh, from the uh, Dussel, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. I, I got to work on my German pronunciations. Well, we got to uh, we got to give that bad boy a little rating. Um, I'm gonna go. This is a tough one. I feel like I underrated the other ones, but this one's still really effing good. I think I like it a little bit less, but it, I think it's only because it's like. I like the cleanness of the lager, the cleanness of the Kolsch. This one's a little bit roastier. I appreciate that uh, in the style, but I don't know. I'm going to go four again. I don't know, but we're getting really good sounds from these crowlers yeah. opening, aren't we? I'm going I, four, two, five. I like the roastiness. It's almost yeah. like, I don't want to say it's it's like the, the bridge between a lager pills type between a stout. Because it almost gives it just a touch of roastiness. Yeah, no, I, I might you. be pushing that a little far. Um, but the bread notes, I really enjoy the caramelness, the malt. Uh, I really enjoy that. It feels like it's a little bit more of a meal, if that sure. makes sense. No, I hear you. I would go four two five as well for this one. Still really really good. Um, I love the taste. I love the color. I love the the crispness of it. Um. It's just not quite as good as all hell has failed, um, but it like just and that's just me. That's just my personal taste. Yeah, that's it's that's how I am. I just still really really good. If if I'm going, if I'm starting to get a little roasty, I just want like a really thick motor oil stout. Or John doesn't like else. any stouts below ten five, and it has to be thick, and it has I to, to just be motor oil, yeah, syrupy. Yeah, <laughs> putting the stout, yeah. as Dylan says, is that's what what John what John Wilcox goes for. <laughs> All right, I have a couple um, listener questions for you guys. If you want to swing that over to Gov, maybe because it's interesting that both of the listener inputs that I got were both brewers. So the ones from our buddy John Harahan out in Minnesota, he hey brews John. over at Surly. John, thanks for your input. Uh, he wanted to know what is your biggest pet peeve around the brewery and maybe it's a small detail but something that's like very meaningful to you it has something to do with us (laughs) (laughs) sure it's yeah when people bother me while i'm working Uh, no hey john how are you uh it's nice to hear from you uh it's uh it could it could run the gamut from things that actually mean something to things that are are super inconsequential um but hearing that question one of my my biggest pet peeves the first thing that comes to my mind is uh is is hoses crossing each other that don't that don't need to <laughs> so i mean you work in a brewery you're, you're you're running hoses you're moving liquid around and 
you you try to make the logical pathway from one tank to the next or whatever it may be. George, and, if you uh, just got stuff coiled on top of other yeah, ones, it just doesn't no. need to be. Uh uh-uh. It needs nope. to be moved. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna come even if they're not my hoses. If it's not my project, I'm gonna come through and get everything down on on ground level and uh, you know back to scratch. Um, there's probably I don't know, yeah, Sean. These guys kind of there's. I have a ton of them. I can't. <laughs> I just. It's, it's the kind of thing that I just. I just do, and don't even really, really realize. Sure. Uh, I would say us pressuring him to keg a beer when he doesn't feel like it's ready. Yeah. <laughs> we need. We need this out on the road. It's yeah. just not ready yet. Right. I got another question. This was our last guest. The guys over at Fam Brewing. They're local downingtown homebrew guys. They're uh, hey, they're, they're starting guys. to get some traction and uh, hoping to get some, something started in the next couple of years. But um, they wanted to know what size barrel system did you start with? Uh, our system is a ten barrel system. Uh, it's but it's a three vessel system. It's actually it's a it's a really cool system uh, that that we got sold on by the uh, sales guy at uh, DME. Who thankfully is back in business now, which is great news for everybody. They make fantastic equipment. Um, so our system is set up. It's it's ten barrels, but three vessels. We have a dedicated louder ton, um, and then we have two vessels that can both serve as a kettle. Um, so we can stack up brews. Um, let's say we're going to brew from six a.m. to to midnight. We could probably squeeze in four brews if we if we had the fermenters to to fill. Is that um, common to brew like that long in hours? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. like if you if you're gonna brew a batch of of Derbach, I mean, like how long start to finish does it take? Uh, a single ten barrel batch, six or seven hours. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, I don't know why I didn't realize it took so long. Yeah. It's wow. not quick, John. It's Quality not McDonald's. Time. Come on. I mean, that's just uh, the brew day, and then you've got a you know, for fermentation and for, for spouse purposes, it's about a 14 hour day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. But dirt box start to finish. If you want to take in fermentation time is probably close to two months. Wow. So real quick, shout out to those fam guys. Cause I, yeah. uh, I really What's enjoyed up, that, uh, uh, um, um, unavoidable B parts that they brought in. Yeah. I, I drank the rest of it. She was fantastic. Yeah. That's a good beer. I brought a couple extra because I, I don't know if you guys got a hold of any, but no, I want to make no. sure you guys try it. I really yeah. like that beer. Sounds great. Taylor was drinking it during uh, Might Be Sports, I heard. He was uh, cracking a little craft beers. I was. I was. Like I said, we're going to have to bring in somebody new. <laughs> Somebody's got to fill this spot. He's. I'm fucking up the feng shui. He's going to be a beer guy. <laughs> and that's all we got to it. Should we get into this beer that we uh, that we just cracked open? Yes. Here? What we is should. this? So we got the uh, current. Uh, which is your IPA series uh, uh, single hop, single hop pale ale, single hop pale, yeah, single hop pale ale. Excuse me. Um, and this one with uh, nugget hops. So, how many currents have you done so far? You know, five. Five. This is number five. I guess number number six is in the tank. Nice. Yeah. What's uh, in the tank? What uh, what hop? Uh, Yarillo. Yarillo. You'll really like it. What's better? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was good. That was good. What's um? I don't know. I don't know. Really know anything about nugget? Nugget nectar. I'm 
for your, okay. your familiar with. I've forgotten about Nugget. Uh, we actually use Nugget in our uh, Alluvium, our haze-inspired IPA. Yeah, what, what does that uh, mean? Like, it's not a hazy beer whatsoever. Yeah. We, it's got juiciness. We, we tried to make like one, not, and it didn't work. So. How do you, like, accidentally not... Like, did you accidentally filter it, or, or what? No, How does that I work? Just, I just accidentally got awesome. <laughs> I don't I don't know we we did it I did everything against what I normally do and it like it didn't work it's still a delicious beer it's, yeah, it's a great it. beer it's a big seller for us yeah um so yeah we decided to just it's kind of tongue-in-cheek calling yeah. it haze inspired yeah it's a funny name but yeah it has it has it has the flavors but not the appearance but right. we we like it that way yeah let's talk about a uh, nugget current what do you think Steve nugget current it's got an earthiness to it that i that i enjoy it's it's bringing a little bitter back just a little bit yep um which is different from all the the hazies that the bitter has disappeared from beer i've said before that i like a little bitter now and again i i I like that in my beers it's funny that i don't know what's happening to me but like i've I've done this whole phase of the treehouse and trilliums and these like hazy juicy things and then like i have a west coast like super hoppy like you know like dank yeah dank exactly and it's like wow where's this been like what I, I miss this i think we're about six months away from that pendulum swinging back towards so? bitterness I, I i think we talked about it on an episode a little while ago like what's going to be like what are the trends going to be in the beer industry for 2019 i remember lagers being one of them like I, hopefully I, lagers are going to be coming back this is a good hopefully, beer. Hopefully, man. great lagers. Yes, we we feel very strongly about ours. Make lagers hope, great again. I hope everybody else makes great lagers because I want to drink them. Yeah. So. Sounds like Sean wants to chime in. Hey, <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> so Taylor, what do you think of our uh, our uh, the current nugget here? I'm going back <clears throat> up to four or five an easy four or five i think it's crisp again like one thing i could say about your guys's beer is that it's just it's super clean like it just it doesn't take like it's just it's non-abrasive at all like i when i the mouth feel as you guys say it's just <laughs> more air quotes came out <laughs> yeah more air quotes i'm not up on all the terminology they came up over here with the nose and the mouth feel and i'm like i have no idea what this lingo is but um it's just so refreshing. Like everything is so refreshing. This has a really nice flavor to it. I can't really pick up what it is, but I would dr- again. I would drink this all the time. I would drink this all the time. This is really good. Four or five. If I could, and, and I was thinking about asking you this, but I'm going to tell you this instead. So go with me here. <laughs> I love those questions. My question was going to be to you guys when I go to Tampa. And I'm talking to somebody about beer and they say, oh, you're, you're and I say, oh, I'm doing a podcast. We did a podcast with East Branch. And I say, well, what's East Branch all about? I was going to ask you what you would want somebody to say as a customer. I go into East Branch. What would you want me to say about East Branch? Great question. But I'm not going to give it to them as a question. I'm going to give it to them as an answer. Go for it. Drinkability. Wow. Drinkability. Yeah. Everything that I've had from them. Is a, is a drinker that I want to go back to keep drinking. Good diversity, 
obviously hitting classic styles, the uh, the lagers, the German styles. I think that's your strong point. But an IPA like this, that that it's drinkable. It's not abrasive, clean flavors. I feel like I'm getting what you want me to taste, and that's what I what I'm enjoying right now. I give it a four two five. That was poetic, Steve. Is that what you guys would want me to say as a customer talking to other potential customers? It's hard because we're crying a little bit. <laughs> Dude, that was fucking poetic and that profound. That's why I put out a season finale material. Wow. Right You're on point. Wow. I'm out of here. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Drop the mic. Uh, I think we try and do like really awesome beers that aren't abrasive, that everybody can enjoy, but at the same time aren't boring, you know? Right. Like as a as a non beer, I'm doing more air quotes. Beer nerd, beer nerd guy, whatever, um, with a nose and the mouth feel and all that, and uh, razzles and things. Um, <laughs> you guys are into razzles. Do you guys know razzles? <laughs> we'll talk about razzles. Later. <laughs> anyway, um, as somebody who's not necessarily into all that stuff, I'm telling you right now, these beers are worth a try. Like if you're not sure about some of the other beers that we've tried on this show. These double IPAs and things and things that are that are more harsh and more abrasive. Check out East Branch. It's, it, it, this stuff is really really good. I'm 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 serious. I'm about to go out and get some of the Sturbach. <laughs> it's a great beer. It's really really good. And this last one was really really good as well. Fantastic. All right. Well, speaking of abrasive, I don't know Thank if this you. is going to be abrasive. You're welcome. But we got some listener input, <laughs> and they gave us a beer that they want us to try on air. I think that's really neat. I think that might be the first time that's happened where a listener's been like, hey, I would really love to hear you guys talk about this beer. So I'm going to give it to you. Serve it up. We got about five minutes left. This is a five minute warning, John. I hate your timing. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to talk and have a good time. And you're you're keeping me down, man. Does the beer belong to the listener or is it something they like? No, it's just I, I don't know for sure. He told me, hey, I was in Jersey. This is an interesting beer. I want to hear you guys talk about it on the show. Awesome. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to get you guys involved on it, too. This is from Icarus Brewing. It's called Bang Kitty. It's got a little Asian kitty cat thing going on on the front of it. It's an Imperial India Pale Ale with lactose, coconut, lemongrass, basil, and Thai chilies. Wow. <laughs> I, I think you missed something there. I think there's there's gotta be more. I think I, I think I sent you a better description. <laughs> Gov just passed out. He did. He just passed out right on us. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm gonna crack this thing. We're gonna have to pour smaller uh it's not often we get crowlers. We're usually passing around pounders. We got to drink just a little bit more than we usually do. So let's uh here, I'll go this way. So yeah, this beer definitely has a lot of uh lot of descriptors to it oh so shout out brett um listener he's been a guest before also for bringing this beer in what up brett um, thanks brett Brett. and while we're um, hey brett (laughs) while we're passing this around i wanted to just tell you sean in particular that i happen to love tim that works at bottle room the bartender guy you're the only one (laughs) i'm sure no no tim's got quite a following he's uh Dude, he's yeah. just so much fun to talk to. It's so cool to go in there and just bullshit with him about anything, talk yep. music, whatever's on TV. He just makes it such a fun experience. I think you have an asset there. Yeah, Tim's his sweetheart. Yeah, he's a good guy. He probably doesn't listen. I think I, okay. I, we don't like to call him Tim. We like to call him Scooter. 
Really? Oh, yeah. He yeah. had a scooter accident, He had a right? scooter. <laughs> well, we called him Scooter before the accident. <laughs> Did you? And I think everybody you stopped. Him I, th- I think yes. I saw him at East Branch. As soon and, as and you he was buy. like on crutches or he was like, he had like a black eye and, and a crutch. And I was like, dude, what happened to you? Everybody <laughs> stopped calling him Scooter after the oh, scooter Oh, that accident. poor guy. As soon as you buy a scooter, <laughs> yeah. your name is Scooter. Yeah, you're damn right. Yeah. Well, he's walking on assisted now, now so Tim, I think he's all right. Tim's the best. Yeah, good guy. Good guy. Well, let's let's get into some uh, some bang kitty here. Our our last beer of the first season. I gotta be honest, I'm getting a good nose on it. A good nose. I'm liking the. Uh, I'm, I'm smelling a little juicy hoppiness. It's grape, definitely a little fruity uh, smell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smells like the descriptors is lots of fruit in the nose. Very uh, not wow. clear. Yeah. Very very hazy. Something to clean up the palate after all those other beers. Dude, I. That was a joke. I got to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to come out and say it. I am surprised how much I like this beer. I'm surprised how much you like it, too. We, we never agree. <laughs> I'm always like way different than you guys. I think like we agreed every on everything with East Branch, but there's a lot of times where you guys really like stuff and I just don't like it. But I feel like it's the opposite. I'm just. I, I read, real, read me the ingredients again. Where's that can? Yeah, uh, and honestly, that it, it doesn't. This is not a bad thing. It just tastes like those ingredients. It does. I get zero. I, I if you gave this to me, I wouldn't know that it was. I I just wouldn't know what it was. All right, here we go. Heavily weeded and oated Brooks. I don't know if that's the word. Brooks Northeast Imperial India Pale Ale with lactose brewed with lemongrass. Thai basil and Thai chili, Thai chilies, copi- copiously dry hopped with Lupulin Citra, Idaho Seven, and Experimental Brew One, finished with lemongrass and coconut. That is exactly what it tastes like. It is. I'm just, I'm just blown away that <laughs> I'm riding this this wave of the beer flavor and getting every single part of that, and I actually like how what what happens first, the first flavor you get works off the next thing that you get like this juicy hoppy like new england pale ale that goes to the basil that goes to the lemongrass and then you get a little bit of heat from chili and then it finishes very like like that oniony flavor that you get from like like a pho or something like that the chili is very interesting i do like the little bit of heat that i'm getting at the back there that's interesting lemongrass is a little overpowering for me and that's not my favorite flavor in the world. It comes and, in strong at the end. And I've said before that coconut I'm very sensitive to. I don't pick up a ton of it, but no. it is there. Um, and it's not my favorite beer flavor to to digest. It's a three five for me. <laughs> I'm I'm going in for for a second swig, and and now I'm starting to question like, could I drink a whole one of these? The 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 initial. The initial sip was like super intriguing and I'm just blown away how I can get each individual flavor and it's a ride and I find it really interesting. But like at the same time, I don't know. I don't know if I could like drink a four pack. I'd like to know what Gov thinks about this beer. Yeah. Gov's uh, looking he, at it real hard. He's eyeing that bad he, boy up. Deep thought. It, uh, it definitely hides the 8.1%. Is it quite well? Yeah. Um, but like, but like Sean said, it, it's, there's a large list of ingredients on this can. Um, 
but it's surprising that like we've all just kind of picked them out um and, and none of them are overpowering so uh, I don't drink a lot of these kinds of beers, but I would I would say this this one is is pretty damn well balanced, uh, just based on its description. Um, yeah, do I want more than a pint? I don't I don't know. So it's Thursday night, so no, I hear you. <laughs> but so, it's I don't know. It's it's. It is what it is. It is, is. Beer. It is yeah. what it is. So that, that that makes me think of another question for you. You seem to to brew these traditional styles, and like you said earlier, like it's worked for hundreds of years or thousands of years or whatever. Like it, it just is. It, it's just a perfect style and a perfect beer. But like, do you ever like go out and try other beers and experiment and find out like what else is going on and 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 try other beers from other uh, breweries as as like uh, research. I I do maybe not as much as I should. Okay, uh, but I I find a lot of uh, a lot of the haze craze. It it's all to me gets a little muddled. Yeah, and you could tell me there's seven hundred different hops in it, or one. I I don't I don't know that I know the difference. And not to say that I don't know anything about beer and hops. I know a little, uh, but I don't know. It's 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 a popular thing, and it's it's great. But like I said, it's not not generally our thing. But I'm glad I'm glad that there's there's breweries doing it. Yeah, you know? uh, it's it keeps, it's really interesting. Keeps things interesting. I'm just yeah. always blown away by like how people can work things in like that, and it ends up turning into like still like it's just interesting i'm like really blown away by all those flavors and how they come through and i'm just imagining the whole process that must have gone in to adding those things and make them work the way that they did is is uh it's interesting what do you rate it probably (laughs) i i i think it's crazy that i didn't get any hop until i burped honestly yeah i'm serious and it's not a joke if you were like copious amounts of hops and then i burped and i was like oh yeah no shit (laughs) <laughs> it's weird because there's so yeah. many of those other ingredients I, 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 I that is crazy to me that I, I didn't get any of that or I got it but I, it just was all those other things were there and then I burped and I was like I, there are all those hops <laughs> I'm, I'm going 3-5 and it might be a little bit more personal for me with the lemongrass and coconuts just not my I'm probably going to go 3-5 too flavor profile I got to say like that second sip was like man are you really going to drink a lot of this and and I'm not sure that I would, but I'm really just impressed with that flavor profile. It, it blew me away, and I was just appreciating, like, you know. I'm definitely glad that we only had one can between the six of us. Yeah, probably a good thing. Hey, I want to give another quick shout out. Do you know Evan Aton? Yeah. So <laughs> Evan, he, Evan Aton. Yeah, is that is that what it is? Yeah, Aton. Sorry, Evan. It used to be. <laughs> it used to be. No. So this is the story behind it is he likes and shares our posts and tries to help promote us a bit. Uh And I don't know who he is. And I think I saw him at your brewery yesterday yesterday doing something. And I'm like, that guy looks familiar. And I couldn't put my finger on it. And then like later today or what was it earlier today? I'm like 
playing on my phone and this guy's like liking our post, sharing it on his timeline and all that stuff. And I'm like, this is a nice guy. And I clicked on his picture. I'm like, oh, that's the fucking guy that was like <laughs> replacing a light or a camera or something in your in your hallway. I think it was. I think jo- I think his old job is to make my life easy. Yeah, <laughs> he's a locksmith. He does video surveillance. He brews great beer. Does he? Yeah, he's is he a brewer. He, yeah, he's awesome. Awesome. But he, good stuff. He made me a master key for my whole life. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. So Evan Aiton is my hero. What do you mean, like for your house, for your no, your but like everything, and- <laughs> like East Branch and Station Tap Room. It's right. all on one key. It's awesome. Wow. Well, Evan, um, sorry I didn't recognize you correctly the first time. Uh, I know what that feels like when Devin's around or uh, when Dylan's around. But <laughs> he, hey. he mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I just like that's like the theme of the night. I'm just giving you a it's hard okay. time. But Evan, thanks for listening. Thanks for all the shares. We really appreciate you. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap up here. We we ran out of time. But man, this was a ton of fun. Good time. I really, really appreciate you guys being here. Um, It's funny, man. We've been 5.0. Yeah. In enjoyment. An enjoyment, yeah. yeah. Is that what you give it? Yeah, Are you rating I, the show? I, I do. If rating okay. the podcast? No, that, that's, that's a first. Totally I want, I want you to rate us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a four seven five because I haven't been to Germany yet. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Touche. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Nice. Yes. Yes. Um, before we get out of here, um, you'll be seeing some Facebook posts. I'm gonna be uh, gathering some uh, beer for some beer baskets for my buddy Adam's uh, yes, fundraiser victory Adam. in a couple months. Uh, Adam, if you're listening, uh, keep fighting. Uh, my buddy Adam's uh, going through a little leukemia battle. Uh, I'm going to put together some beer baskets for a raffle for a fundraiser. And um, I want some listener uh, help on that so we can get some beer for him. And Count uh, us in. Awesome. Very uh, cool. I will absolutely count you in. Don't. You, don't you guys brought I'm, a little. I'm sorry. You guys got brought a little bit of swag, too. So keep an eye out on our uh, Instagram and Facebook. We're going to do a little listener appreciation giveaway while we're on break. Uh, you know, this being the season finale, we're going to take a few weeks off, but we want to stay engaged with you guys and uh, give back to you a little bit. So thank you guys for for bringing that and uh, hooking us up. And and obviously, thank you for being here. This was a uh, this was an awesome show. Great I time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And one thing I want to add as well, quickly, uh, because we're running out of time. Joe. Yeah, you keep telling me. Um, <laughs> is that I, I'm very uh, thankful um, as the the producer here at the Might Be News Network. Um. I just want to say that that the feedback and the um, uh, listens and everything has just been fantastic this entire time. <clears throat> the it's uh, will be twenty seven weeks of doing this by the end of it all. Wow! This is only the tenth episode though for this show, and uh, that's because it started, you know, yeah, and we're every other week, basically and, yeah. halfway through. Yep. So uh, much more to come next season. I promise you that there's going to be uh, we're we're taking a break not just to take a break but also to work on what comes next because there is more things that are coming for this. Uh, it's going to be bigger and better next season. Uh, it's just going to be a little while. We're just going to take about a month, month to six weeks off. I think it's too long, but that's okay. You, you run the you run the show, and, and we're going to let you do it. But and on the same point as you, in all seriousness. If you can hear my voice and you're taking the time to listen to us, I cannot tell you how much we appreciate you. We have a ton of fun doing this, but we could not do it without you guys listening and interacting with us and letting us talk at you. So thank you so much for being there. 
and uh, and listening to us and uh, and giving us feedback and everything. We really appreciate you. And uh, I guess we're gonna have to wrap it up for a few weeks. Yeah, I think so. Gov's Gov's gonna take us out. All right, Gov, go ahead. <laughs> he looks like a deer in headlights. He's like, I don't know what to do. No, I just I just want to say to all you listeners out there, be be good to yourselves. Yeah, and to each other. Nice words. Each other. What is thank, that? Maury? Thank you guys you know so much says? for being here and bringing all this great Jerry beer. Maybe, yeah. uh, shout out to Station Tap Room. Yeah, Station East Tap Branch, Room uh, Brewing. If, yeah, please, guys. Uh, I'm sure most of the <laughs> listeners, uh, you know, frequent your establishments. But uh, if you haven't yet, if you've always been a haze boy like me, go out there and get on these cultures and these loggers. Explore. Explore. Open Expand the mind. Also, shout out to all the other great guests that have been on here this season, too. Um, shows like this one who have guests. It's been it's been really great. Yeah, it's been awesome. Whether it it's people involved to, in brewing beer or people that just drink beer, it's been great. Yeah, it's continued to evolve and grow, and we're super, th- super, super thankful. So anyway awesome thank you guys so much again steve i'm gonna miss you man four weeks off we we're like eight minutes away from each other we can still we're gonna be drinking we're gonna game a top golf together too so we'll figure that out are we doing that that? is that what we're doing and i'm very interested in being a part of the game of thrones show we've got to work we gotta work on that too i have zero interest in that (laughs) (laughs) awesome all right guys well hey thanks again we appreciate it we will talk to you next time